Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're featuring a special Q&A on Ailey, an affectionate portrait of the world-renowned dancer and choreographer, Alvin Ailey, with director Jamila Wingnan and producer Lauren DeFilippo. The two filmmakers discuss the new film with Liz Wolf, co-curator of the Dance on Camera Festival, following our outdoor screening at Lincoln Center's Restart Stages. Ailey poetically examines how its subject's fascinating life inspired his passion for dance, suffusing rare archival footage with Ailey's own words, in addition to interviews with celebrated company dancers and choreographers. Beginning with Ailey's early experiences in the rural South, which would eventually inspire some of his most memorable works, and culminating in the creation of a dance inspired by his life, this documentary captures the artist's enduring impact on modern dance and the preservation of the African-American cultural experience with fresh insight. Ailey is now playing in our theaters. For tickets and showtimes, go to filmlink.org slash Ailey. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to see you all here. New York is back. Cinema culture is back. I am thrilled to be here tonight. And on behalf of Dance Films Association, I would like to thank our partners also, Lincoln Center Restart Stages, Stages Program, NEON, and Film at Lincoln Center for this opportunity to share this magnificent film with all of you. My name is Liz Wolf. I am a co-curator of Dance on Camera Festival, the longest running dance film festival in the world. And our series is co-presented with Film at Lincoln Center and Dance Films Association. Tonight, I get to moderate in person uh, this conversation this evening with the producer of Ailey, Lauren De La Fipo, and the award-winning director, Jamila Wingnott. Jamila Wingnott previously directed the Peabody, Emmy, and NAACP award-winning PBS miniseries, African Americans, Many Rivers to Cross. Her prior credits include the Peabody award-winning Triangle Fire and the Emmy-nominated episode Walt Whitman from PBS American Experience series. Lauren DelFilippo has produced and directed films that have been showcased on festivals internationally, including TIFF, Hot Docs, Sundance, Slamdance, CPH Docs, and has been supported by major art institutions, including the Ford Foundation, Just Films, the Simons Foundation, Sundance Institute, and the IFP Documentary Lab. Everyone, please welcome to the stage Jamila Wingnott and Lauren DiFilippo. Hello, hello, hello. This is so exciting for us. Before we jump in, I just want to say this is our second time having an in-person screening. Um, it really means the world to us that you've all come out. Um, so thank you. Thank you. This is incredible. I really want to thank you both for creating this film about Alvin Ailey, an icon of American modern dance. Uh, in the dance film canon, I think it is so important to have his story uh, be part of that. So I, I thank you very much for that. Um, and I also want to congratulate you on your smash opening success at Sundance. That was earlier this year. And I want to know uh, how the two of you came together and the origin of this film. Um, I will kick it off, I guess. Um, the origin of the film was that Insignia Productions, which is a production company of the film, um, along with one of our executive producers, Judy Kinberg, um, approached me about, yes, big ups for Judy Kinberg. <laughs> She's right there. Um, 
approached me to direct, which really, you know, it, it is amazing to me that this kind of serendipitous moment happened in my life for the film to come to me. Um, and Lauren and I met through that. Lauren is a producer at Insignia. So we were really brought together um, by this film. Uh, yes. And um, then we, the film was really very much a labor of love. It took quite a while for us to make it, uh, but we were able to just bring in some great partners along the way. Um, the Gilman Foundation, who I think is also here this evening, Ford Foundation, Mellon, XTR Impact Partners, Black Public Media, so fantastic, ITVS, and of course American Masters was an early, early supporter of this project and the film will be seen um, broadcast on American Masters uh, in early 2022. So it was really so many wonderful partnerships that led us here. I'm sure you're asked this question a lot, but um, when was the first time you were able to see the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater perform? Um, so I uh, saw the company perform when I was in college. Uh, the Black Student Union on campus got some tickets and uh, we were able to go. So I saw it actually at the Wang Center um, and I had never seen the company perform before and I wasn't somebody who you know, was well-versed in dance, so I really had no idea what to expect. And I just, um, it's not that I remember every dance that was performed that night, although most people tell these stories and revelations, uh, you know, sticks with you. Um, but it's the feeling that I was left with, this kind of um, very visceral, just kind of, it was like everyone in the audience disappeared and there I was watching these extraordinary um, dancers, um, you know, kind of embody scenes of life. Um, and I think the power for me was the, the kind of storytelling that was centered um, in the dances that I saw that night. I often say when I watched, I was seeing dance, but I felt I was also seen. Um, and so that very much stuck with me and I continue to be a fan of the company ever since, so. Uh, and I grew up dancing, uh, but I had the opportunity to see the Ailey Company when they were on tour um, in Little Gainesville, Florida, where I grew up. And uh, yes, I mean, still thank you, Ailey Company, for touring in little cities like Gainesville, Florida, um, because it, it just blew my mind. And uh, yeah, I had just never really seen a performance like that, and it just felt so vibrant and alive and um, was just, yeah, so energized by it. You do a beautiful job of bringing the man we know as an icon uh, in the film. We see him as a human, as an artist, uh, just searching for truth and movement. And you knit together the story of this visionary who is pioneering uh, his work into the cultural mainstream. And um, where did you start with this portrait? Having had experience with seeing the company and then this project comes to you independently, where did you start in order to tell the story? Oh boy. Uh, we actually started uh, with filming the contemporary uh, dance rehearsals. Um, when we approached the ALA company with the idea of making a biography, one of the things that we knew was that we wanted to do, we wanted to capture something of the company uh, alive today because it was clear that you know, Mr. Ailey's vision was so much broader than himself always, and, 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 there, and a portrait of just 
his life alone, you know, wouldn't really be true to him and what, you know, all that he accomplished. Um, and so we approached the company and they said, it's so weird that you're coming to us at this time because we've just commissioned Rennie Harris to do this new work, Lazarus, uh, which is an extraordinary dance that everyone needs to see um, that would be rooted in Mr. Ailey's life and time. So we started with that and it was a little, you know, a little bit backwards in that sense, I guess, but we were with another artist kind of embarking on a journey to understand a man. And so in watching that, that was kind of our first window. And then really the archive and specifically um, these audio cassettes um, of interviews that Mr. Ailey conducted in the last year of his life, uh, which were just very um, kind of intimate in a way that wasn't, you know, he wasn't sort of performing or pitching. He was really engaged in an act of remembering. And there was a kind of feeling that he was transporting himself back to the times that he was speaking of. So we were with him as a child as he discovered these extraordinary spaces that informed his dance works. We were with him as he discovers Catherine Dunham, who you'll see in the film. We were with him as he embarks um, on a life of dance. And so really I think we've talked about it as like a story of becoming. Um, and that's kind of where we set out. And then Lauren and the extraordinary team of people uh, who help a director realize their films <laughs> Um, really dug deep and, and I think the archival and material that's in the film that Lauren can talk about, you know, we were able to build a world. Yeah, I mean, we, we've said it many times, we don't think that we could have made this film 10 years ago. There have just been so many incredible archives that have um, really, I think, kind of uplifted the black experience and really kind of understanding um, you know, how we, how we engage with that and how it's not kind of just the, uh, at, a, at a distance, you know? So it, it's all these filmmakers uh, who were maybe amateur filmmakers themselves or people who, who created, you know, these materials that now have been archived that we were able to pull from to really make the story what it is. Um, and then just the incredible work uh, at the Ailey Company as well with all that they've done to preserve Mr. Ailey's archive in terms of all of his dance performances and uh, photographs. And so, yeah, we were, we were very lucky uh, with, with the archive that we had to work with. Hi, I'm Clinton Crute. And I'm Devika Girish. We're the editors of Film Comment. The Film Comment Letter is a free weekly digital newsletter featuring original film criticism and writing by Film Comment's editors and brilliant contributors. The letter delivers exclusive features, reviews, interviews, streaming picks, news, and more directly to subscribers' inboxes every Thursday before they're published on filmcomment.com the following Monday. Sign up today at filmcomment.com to get the letter every week. Support independent film journalism. Support Film Comment. It's, it's really incredible what you're able to access. And in your films, Jamila, you do use archival material in a very creative and unique way. And can you talk a little bit about the process for this film and what, was, what maybe filled in some gaps that weren't there uh, of his actual life? Yeah, so I think, you know, in these tapes, you really get a sense of um, an individual on a search and a sense of his kind of aliveness to the world around him. He speaks in these extraordinarily poetic ways. And so our challenge was really to find imagery that supported that poetry. 
um, and that gave you a sense of like being in his body um, and experiencing the world in the way that that he might have, right? Um, he doesn't come from a family that had a trove of, you know, home movie footage documenting him as a little child that was not accessible to him. Um, but because of this rich archive of, you know, sort of ordinary experiences of black life that capture kind of intimate moments of, you know, people gathered with family or dancing in their homes or, you know, journeying through, you know, fields, just sort of, visual imagery that feels like you're in, yeah, as I said, inside the body of the subject. And that really um, was what was animating this. We wanted a sense of um, closeness and connection and, and also that thing of seeing. I mean, it was clear that um, as expressive and generous uh, as Mr. Ailey was, he was the kind of person who would sit back and observe and really like take in um, gesture and movement. And that was the other thing I think our extraordinary editor, uh, Anuka Lilja, helped us unlock was this idea of, you know, as I hope you'll see, almost all of the archive is bodies in motion. And so we really wanted that to be part of the experience so that we could suggest that this is a person who's gonna ultimately find his way uh, to this form. I thought it was very lyrical and the way that was all put together just moves up along, that all the footage is moving. Um, you mentioned some poetry and there's a quote in the film that you use of Ailey from one of these interviews. And he says that he loved the idea of people coming together to work. A choreographer starts with an empty space with a body or two creating something where there was nothing. Does this, as filmmakers, resonate with you, creating something that wasn't there before? Um, certainly the terror of that <laughs> empty canvas <laughs> relates, uh, you know, it's we, the equivalent of maybe, you know, bodies in a room is the trove of archival that we had to kind of sort through and go through and making sense of the story, the beauty of that. But I think that's a section of the film and that quote resonates so much uh, for Laura and I, in part because it's really about the work and it's something that we hoped we could showcase in this, that the final performance is wonderful and great and everyone should witness that and it grows and evolves, but we wanted a film that could be about process and the dedication to the rehearsal room in a way. Um, and what is that kind of collective effort to bring something to life uh, in that way? Yeah, I think it really is about bodies coming together to create something that resonates with me most, just kind of the group of people that you kind of work with, I think, to create something bigger than yourself. And um, yeah, I just, that, that quote gave me chills last time we watched the movie, so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to become filmmakers? Talking about this like work and where you are now, but what, what started your journey? Um, mine was really random. I don't. I wasn't somebody who like knew from the age of nine that I was going to make movies. Um, I I actually started at uh, WGBH, the PBS station in Boston, in the archives, and so I worked with a lot of people in that um, form. You know, finding images for other filmmakers and um, having the opportunity to just work on projects that fed my mind and. I just loved that, and, and I think 
you know, I, I love archives and thinking about ways to kind of reuse them and repurpose them and change them and make them something fresh and new. So I think that still continues to inspire me. And I love that you get to live in somebody else's body for, um, you know, whatever period of time. Be that, you know, a historical figure or, you know, even if you're making verite work, you, you're just with other people kind of going on a journey. Yeah, I thought I was going to be an English professor for a while, and then I decided I didn't want to write about other people's work. I wanted to make my own work, and so that, yeah, led me to documentary, and I just love that it kind of uses all of the parts of my brain that I think I value most in terms of creativity, but problem solving, working together, collaboration with people, so it just does it for me. Um, I'm sure... I would guess that you come away with special moments from whatever films that you create. Can you tell us about something that was surprising or impactful in telling this story? I think um, the kind of vulnerability of the, that one experiences in the artistic process and sort of seeing that mirrored back uh, in this extraordinary figure was very um, inspiring. Um, and you know, I think a determination to love, you know, who you are and where you come from and, and your roots is also, um, you know, there's a kind of counter narrative in all of his work that I think is really inspiring. And at the time that he was choosing to celebrate who he was, um, you know, that was in a kind of even greater effort. So the message of that, of self-love and self-acceptance uh, is what, sort of was my greatest takeaway. Yeah, no, that absolutely agree with that. Um, I think, too, it was, there's something about seeing both Rennie Harris in the film and Mr. A. Lee work um, and kind of embracing the uncertainty of creating. I think for, for both of them, I realized, and how that's kind of a beautiful thing, and it really is so much about the process of creation and, and not being scared of that. I think it's an important one. Um, so I have one last question for you guys. Um, it's been a juggernaut since Sundance. Uh, you mentioned just a moment ago this will go to broadcast, but can you tell us a little bit about that experience from the labor of love, getting it finished, and entering it into that festival, and then where we are tonight? Sure, yes. It's been an amazing ride, and we um, really have Neon to thank for that. Um, you know, they, were, they came on as partners um, at Sundance bought the film and are going to be releasing it uh, at over 200 screens nationwide um, on July 23rd. And so that's just been extraordinary. It's kind of the best that we could ever dream of. So we're just thrilled to be part of it. It was always the dream. It's just it like was always the dream. reality. <laughs> So, yeah, we're just so excited that this film will get to reach the audience that we always dreamt that it would. And uh, it is, it will be in theaters July 23rd. Um, it'll be playing at the Eleanor Bunham here. So you can see it tonight, but we hope that you will enjoy it and spread the word and see it again. Please tell your friends. Well, friends, you're all in for a treat. Uh, as Lisa mentioned at the top of the show, we're about to embark on what I think is a stunning portrait of an elusive visionary who founded one of the world's most renowned dance companies, the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. Uh, I would like to thank again Jamila and Lauren for your time. And to you, my audience, I look forward to seeing my dance film fans out there at Dance on 
camera 49, which opens on Friday the 16th and runs through the 18th virtually and with in-screening live at the Walter Reed. Uh, for more information about that, you can check out dancefilms.org. I'm so thrilled for you both. I can't wait to share this with everybody. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Thanks.